I'm very happy today to welcome my colleagues Dan and Elaine on Message Received. Um, guys, do you want to introduce yourself and give a, a, a short highlights of what you roll at audience to our listeners? Elaine, do you want to go first? Hi, Natalie, lovely to be here. Um, uh, I'm Elaine and my role is Creative Director at Audience. I bring creative ideas and strategic direction to thinking about the best way to communicate uh, and really deliver the purpose uh, of a client's project and really try and bring that meaning and message through. Awesome. Thank you, Elaine. Dan, what about you? Yeah, so my name's Dan Newman and I head up the creative department at Audience. Um, so bringing the right people uh, to the table to uh, realize the client's vision and ours. Thanks. Thanks both of you for making the time today and be uh, on the podcast with me. So as you just said, your both of your role are involving creativity. Um, so maybe my first question would be, what does creativity means to you? And as well in the lens of collaboration, which is our theme for the series two, what does that collaboration and creativity mean for, for each of you in, do, in your daily job? Elaine, can you go first? Well, um, creativity is, for me, it's all about ideas. It's all about how we can really imaginatively think about different ways to get across um, and ultimately deliver what the end goal or message is. Um, because depending on how you creatively deliver that can, can have a huge impact on how somebody receives that. So a, a lot of what we do is we try and really communicate and through creativity and be really authentic um, so that, you know, it, it impacts on people um, in how they feel, um, whether they feel inspired or whether they it moves them or whether they feel proud or um, uh, motivated. So um, I think a lot of uh, creativity is, 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 is very much about using all those visual cues, um, uh, sound, movement, uh, message to really get get a very holistic kind of experience across. Yeah, it's interesting for me. Yeah, it's very much having a different take on something or interrogating something to understand how you can see it from different perspectives, to maybe show something to people in a way that they've not seen it before. Um, so that that can often be the case for us where we're trying to cut through a lot of the noise or the familiarity of something. So I like to think of things in terms of. Uh, be be a visual disruption. Um, uh, Elaine mentioned sound there, so you know you mustn't uh, sort of exclude, you know, sound, smell, taste, whatever it might be, depending on the on the situation. Um, so if we think about creativity in terms of collaboration, um, looking at things from those different perspectives, getting different opinions, it's an invaluable experience to bring other people to the table to to share their own take on it because um, you know an individual can have incredibly creative ideas uh, but they could be you know personal to them you know you'd be mm -hmm. forgiven for sort of shaping your ideas with your life experiences your cultural backgrounds all those sorts of things the collaboration element uh, isn't just in say a brainstorm it's all the way through the life of a project mm -hmm. um, and so you, you would be collaborating and forming and shaping your ideas testing and sense checking them and then ultimately you know you you're reliant on a team of people to, to deliver them Dan are you saying then that creativity works better in a collaborative setup rather than an individual setup Oh. Can I challenge you on that? <laughs> oh, simple questions with complicated answers. And I think that's the other thing about creativity and a lot of the things that we do. So a lot of a lot of the time we're questioning things. 
Uh, you, you have to question things and a lot of the time the answers are complicated and everyone has a different opinion and that is why you need to collaborate. So yes, you can be creative as an individual. Absolutely, you can be creative as an individual and if you if you look at throughout history, anything that you would deem to be creative, uh, if, if we go, I don't know, I suppose before we get to our current world and we go back to the world of art, um, you know, we we'd remember, yes, uh, periods and schools, but mainly we remember individuals for their creativity. But that's right. a snap. That's a snapshot. You know, their world wasn't just them. There were others in it. Now, an artist either had a muse, or they were inspired by the previous. You know, the people that came before. Um, now, that's not strictly collaboration, but there's elements of that. So, I've, I'm fully, fully open to the idea. Of, I mean, you've. you've if you look back, even in our recent history, you've got the maverick creative director, you know, you know, that classic, if you think about mm. Mad Men, you know, you've got the guy who just sort of rocks up, says two things and everyone's in awe and it, you know, wins, the, saves the day, wins the account and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, th th those people do exist. And sometimes they're really unpleasant, you know, quite egotistical. Um, and, and, you know, the, they are few and far between. That's the other thing. You know, the, 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 the lightning in the bottle type thing, um, it happens. But in my experience, the, the really great work comes from a team effort. I think, I think everybody's got creativity in them. Everybody can have great ideas. And I kind of think of it a little bit like a sparkler. You know, if I was to ignite some of the ideas, um, for a project, I get very excited. But if I then connect that with Dan and um, and across our really diverse team audience, we have, and, and this is where it does get really exciting, you know, we have um, psychologists and strategists and design and production and, and writers. And when you think that you take my sparkle of creativity and then I ignite with others, you suddenly create this incredible, energy and ideas that isn't just formed by one little sparkler but is formed by a number of different perspectives with completely different experiences and I think it's that energy and it's that sort of seeing how you know ideas can be shaped and formed and grow uh, because of it I often think I, I think back to my mum used to say to me many hands make light work I should say and that is all about you know okay so it's always you know more people doing the washing up it, it, we can accomplish something much quicker but if we take that to many minds well many minds make great work because if you put more minds together you can really accomplish something a lot bigger and a lot stronger than maybe you could if you were just thinking alone um so I think collaboration is really exciting I agree I, I love your example Elaine and, and I've seen that working with with both of you where uh, you have the start of the idea, and then when we bring it to the to the entire team, when we did work on it with the client in a collaborative way, like it can take a lot of different direction. But what is interesting is that we are sharing that um, you know different perspective, and the client will know more you know how this speaks to his or her audience or his his or her clients, and and we can you know. Um, bring a different layer and different perspective. So I, I totally agree for me also creativity and collaboration are working hands in hand. And it's our uh, the best approach to work and to evolve an idea.
Yeah, I think evolving the idea is actually a really interesting point as well, because um, just like every team member is different, every client is different, and uh, some of them like to work in a certain way, uh, which is different from, uh, you know, another client wants to work in another way. I mean, I personally prefer to iterate, so um, I'd much rather go to a client with, you know, scamps, sketches, really rough ideas um, to get them invested, uh, involved, um, and take them on the journey as we, you know, refine and shape things. Um, it, it's uh, arguably for me much more rewarding um, sort of situation than, than say, sort of crafting away for like two weeks in isolation and then presenting something where it's not a fait accompli, it's, you know, there's always time to revise and revisit, but um, it, it's, yeah, for, from my experience, it's much better to get that collaboration with all of the people that, you know, need to be involved um, all the way through, uh, rather than sort of just going off and doing your own thing. So it's not just the team, it's it's clients as well. It's it, What you're saying is very interesting because, as you said, a lot of our clients and even internally we all have different ways of working because of different backgrounds and where we're coming from etc um in my role as account manager this is something i need to validate or to discuss with the client at the start of a project so what's the best way for you to collaborate do you want uh to give us a brief and we come back two weeks after or are you open for like an iterative and creative process and um i think it's it's something that we need to or account managers uh, on our side need to emphasize a bit more at the start of a project we always think about you know timelines what the first milestone etc but i think the way the way we're going to deliver the project alongside with the client is key to making everything thing happen in fact we had a really, um, really good experience uh, recently uh, delivering on a global summit um, for a pharma client, which was a great success. Um, but I think if I really look at where the success, not just the success of delivering the summit to the end audience, which is obviously we're all about being audience centric, but was actually in the collaboration in the full process over the weeks and days um, that we worked with the client. And and I think it's because of the collaboration, um, the close collaboration, not just between us and the client team, but the client team themselves had a, a large team who came from nine different countries, who came, who had completely different roles, working closely with us, with our very diverse um, uh, set of expertise that we brought to the table. And over weeks and days that we collaborated, Everybody brought this real ambition um, and a real diversity of ideas and backgrounds. And, and it was just a, a, a great time and space to see how not just the ideas shaped, but how the vision from where it started to where it ended ended up. And I think that uh, when I really look, but look into the success of that project, it's down to the individual's and the diversity of the people and the minds that came together over those times that made that uh, such success. Elaine, are you referring to the project with like 50 plus uh, speakers and presenters and uh, a large panel, right? Yes, yes. It, there was a lot of contributors. And again, that that is also a, a huge contributor because not only did we have rich agenda of topics, 
but we had so many people involved in so many different areas. So whether that was through the podcast series that we um, worked with them to deliver, through to the number of speakers that we had, but also through through to the audience, you know, 54 markets across the globe came together and started collaborating. And that was really exciting. Um, So collaboration at scale is also working. Absolutely. And it also there is a real demand. People, There's a real appetite for people to want to collaborate because they're exchanging their knowledge, they're exchanging, they're exchanging their learnings and their experiences. We're only going to build our own capabilities um, because of it. So just, I think creativity and collaboration go hand in hand, really. Can I just pick up on one of the things you said there? Because it's a really important one. And it was um, something along the lines of uh, the creating the space um, for people to collaborate because I think that's the other thing if you've got that many people involved in a project um, and assuming that it's not their day job to be creative um, how how do you best provide them with the space you know on mass to, to, to you know contribute collaborate and, and otherwise you know be part of something that's that's so massive well clearly time is a factor but also tech technology and having collaborative um, space to be able to share and um, communicate. We use Teams, uh, which was great. And it was a very regular ongoing. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter if not everybody's available at that particular day or time, but everybody felt part of a team and everybody was working towards that one end goal. And everybody's input, whether it was large or small, all contributed to making a bigger difference. so yeah, I think it is. It's carving that time and space out um, and enjoying it. I mean, that's also a, a factor too. The energy that and the vibe that when people bounce ideas off one another, again coming back to the sparkler idea, it, it powers itself. It, it sort of grows and and um, it's infectious, isn't it? If, if one person is really driven and excited about something. Um, but can't quite know how to deliver it, but they know what they want to deliver. And somebody else comes in and says, well, actually, you could do it like this. And then somebody else goes, yeah, and if you can build on this, and it's literally building and building and building. Um, and then the outcome is just so much more uh, richer for it. Clash, you said enjoyable, because it often gets overlooked, doesn't it? And, I mean, and after all, we, we've, all, we've all ended up in a creative uh, environment because we actually enjoy it. But the project I was working on the other day, we... Um, purposefully were presenting um, ideas, not finished work. And um, it was structured in such a way as to uh, elicit strong responses, shall we say. So we'd kind of over egged the pudding, you know, it, it hyped up the colours when it was colourful, made it really stark when it was meant to be really stark. Because we were trying to um, establish uh, c- a communication around visual language for people that aren't really well versed in talking in in terms of visual language so it was really do you like this do you hate that you know when you look at it what's your immediate reaction there's no right or wrong answer it's just and that process was a really interesting way to go about collaborating on aesthetics with people that weren't necessarily well versed in that sort of way of talking and it was brilliant because one of them we often do things that are so heavy this is really enjoyable so taking a little bit of time out to do something that isn't isn't the client's day job but is very much related to their world and the things that are important to them and needs to be right 
but doing it in a way that was arguably enjoyable um, turned it into, you know, an interesting exercise for lots of reasons. And, and it was a great way to collaborate. Um, and uh, I did hear one of them say, I despise that, which <laughs> was such a wonderful reaction because we now know exactly what not to do. You just touched on something there about collaboration, which also is fantastic, is that you that that it allows you to push sometimes push yourself out of your own comfort zone or other people because some people are more risk adverse. Some people are more, you know, happy to take a few more risks or some people may just feel more comfortable. They can't think beyond maybe the certain parameters. What I think the beauty is, is that you, you, you collaborate and you bring different people together and you and somebody might just be able to stretch out of their comfort zone more to take a few more risks um, that they wouldn't wouldn't have done, you know, before. Comes back to great partnerships, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I I think it's my favorite part when starting a project and the client said, yeah, bring us the you know the big ideas and and go wild and go broad. And of course, we need to also be realistic. Sometimes we have you know compliant restriction. We have challenges to make things happen. But when at the start a client is open to have large and big ideas. And creative ideas is always more interesting. We we need to narrow it down at some point to see what is realistic. But it's always enjoyable to see that that people are more and more open to do things a bit differently. You know, and I think that giving people space and time to share their opinions is really important. Um, I was part of a workshop once where I was a facilitator and we did a very simple little exercise where we made um, all of the introverts self-identify themselves and all of the extroverts self-identify themselves and then for the purposes of that workshop we flipped it so all the introverts had to be extroverts and all the extroverts had to be like a role play right yeah absolutely and if you were then for the purposes of this uh, workshop you were an uh, introvert you weren't allowed to speak until the extroverts had spoken and it was fantastic there was there was one um, person who, who literally was sitting on their hands because they could they were fit to burst it's like they really wanted to say something but they weren't allowed to until the other people had had, had their opportunity to do so and um, it, it's when when you're working in, in, in a team particularly a creative team you do need to let everyone's opinion be heard because you know the teams that we put together the teams that we work in they are made up of very different people with very different opinions and yeah I I could wade in and just say right we're going to do this and that just wouldn't be helpful (laughs) it just wouldn't be so you know there's times when you need to direct and there's times when you need to shut up and listen I Dan I love what you say I I have the impression that since we work more in a virtual setting um, the question of the introvert and extrovert came a bit more into to the topic um, and I felt it's it's more difficult like for for example an introvert to hide on the screen I, I don't know I, I just feel like the, there is more um, maybe people are also speaking up more easily in a virtual setting than in a in a physical setting. I just had the impression, or maybe I speak for myself, but it, it sounds easier to speak up when you're in front of a screen than in, if you're in a room of, I don't know how many people. Uh, from my experience, I've seen it's very different for everyone, wh- whether it's virtual or physical or, you know, some, some people by their very nature are quite reserved um, and will engage when engaged with. 
Um, so it, it's it's making sure that you give everyone space and opportunity. For me, there's no hard and fast rules, as as with everything. Um, and that's what's great. You know, you think about creativity, you think about collaboration, you think about engaging with people, you think about virtual stuff, physical stuff. There is no, you know, rule. I don't think it has made it easier sometimes. In fact, I mean, Lane and I were talking the other day, we've not actually seen, physically seen each other for ages. We've probably spoken more. And interesting, probably got to know each other a bit better because we can see inside each other's homes and all these other things. But in terms of the ease of which you can, you know, en masse, just collaborate and brainstorm, it's not as easy. Um, so, you know, you find other ways to compensate for that, you know, and we, we've done all sorts of amazing exercises where we can share things virtually. But yeah, I, um, it's down to the individual, but it's also down to the person, if you like, running the project you know so a good account director a good producer a good creative director affords everyone the time and the space they need to to be a, a, a collaborating member nice love what you say elaine do you have any comments on that i think virtual does allow a more uh, level playing field as far as um it allows it feels a lot more personal in the respect that everybody's in their own homes and you're not sort of in a in sort of an office environment. One thing I think virtual you you have to do is you have to be very proactive about creating spontaneous opportunities with collaboration because there isn't that spontaneity of of bumping into people, um, connecting with people, though that whole water cooler moment. You have to sometimes go. I'm not going to text that person. I'm going to have a two minute call with that person because I want that personal engagement and I want to actually spark a discussion around it rather than a question answer through text. And I think we probably need to be picking up the phone a little bit more um, to really push that collaborative um, move away from text and email and chat um, and actually start talking <laughs> again. It's about that human connection as well, right? Yeah. If you think about the value you can get out of a five-minute conversation, I think that's far more powerful than sending an email and waiting for the response. And that invites more collaboration, doesn't it? Because you, you're picking up the phone and asking people to, you know, feedback in a more personal way. Yeah, it, it, that's, that's a really good point. And in fact, I've actually had a few phone calls of all, of all things lately because I found that just talking on the phone when I'm not looking, you know, it, it, as daft as it sounds, when I'm not looking at people on the screen, I'm just talking to them. My mind will, will detach itself slightly from the world around me and that enables a more eloquent conversation sometimes um and then also it's less less tiring sometimes you know you think about staring at the screen all day um you can have a really good debate and discussion when you're solely focused on the words that you're saying uh, or the words that you're hearing and um, so i agree entirely you do need to speak to people um and because the, there's subtleties that, that come across in conversation um, that, that you and you, and you can react and you can bounce off of that and then suddenly you're, you're ricocheting ac across the room and then you've got another great crazy idea. Have you have you guys ever done a walk and talk for one of your internal or client meeting? Um, I haven't done it for a client meeting, although that sounds a great idea. Um, 
but I do ha I have done it um, a few times and I should try and because I think without us realizing it we're, we're all programmed ourselves into sitting having client calls back-to-back -back meetings etc but there's no reason if you're having a one-on-one -on -one call or even a one-on-two call with people that you couldn't just go actually let's go for a walk and talk you don't have to always see people to have a conversation um and that would really help us to <laughs> broaden our minds to actually get out and about and uh, uh talk and walk rather than just sit on the screen all day so i think that is something that um I should consider doing that with clients actually um yeah I, I think it's the same for me i've done it internally uh for my one-to-ones but never consider it with clients and and maybe it's about also us being open to that and you know telling our clients so what do you what do you think do we think we should you know be on the camera or would you agree to go on a walk and talk i mean that could be a nice alternative dan what about you have you have you experimented uh, yes, and again, it's it's like having the the right tools in your toolkit. I think it's it's like what's the most appropriate thing for what it is that you're trying to achieve. So, um, when when I think about collaboration, um, that that conversation of oh, what you know, what do we do about this? What do you think about that? I had this idea about this. You know, that that makes for a great conversation. Um, it might be a bit distracting for me if I was doing that and and walking. You know, I. I, I really bad at multitasking so you know there's a fair chance i'd hit a lamppost or something but um <laughs> it, it, it's i mean what i did last year i mean it feels like we've had an eternal winter this year um but what i was doing last year when when still under lockdown was i would sit in the garden actually quite a lot in the in the sunshine so i'd split my day you know when i could take a call i would take the call actually out in my garden in the sunshine because nice. it it made a huge difference to my mood and then I could come back in and you know crack back on with, with with whatever I needed to do on the computer yeah it's it's making sure you use like we you know pick the right channels for a campaign or whatever exactly. it's, it's just making sure you're using the right technology um, for what it is that you want to achieve and if you're collaborating with one person yes you can have a conversation if you're collaborating across maybe it's a multi-agency call or something then you're going to yes. need to you know be on teams or zoom or, or whatever it is so we've discussed a lot about carving space and time for collaboration from your perspective elaine and dan what else could we do to encourage collaboration with our clients team good question natalie well i think um we can help creatively both in the creative process and the environment. Uh, if you look at the environment, I think it's really important to shape the right environment to allow people to be creative and to collaborate. I don't just mean necessarily a nice place to find a space that people can feel that's open um, and allow them to freely uh, sort of express their ideas and allow them to connect with each other on a deeper level. Because I think that COVID has created so many challenges with teams working very much in silos that I think that creating sort of opportunities that people can connect uh, with each other more meaningfully um, and sort of have a stronger bond. So it allows them to very much um, speak more openly about their ideas and have more confidence to share them. Um, yeah, no, that, that, that makes makes sense to me. And I think the other thing is is sort of establishing whether uh, what what type of collaboration you want? You know, it, it 
there's there's huge value in informal collaboration so unplanned you know and that that speaks to the environment as well so you know i know we're not so off so frequently in our offices now but those moments where we'd congregate in the kitchen or the you know the coffee area or whatever it is that there's making sure that there's time and space for both informal collaboration and then more formal collaboration and what i mean by formal is is i i guess more structured uh, but with defined um, outcomes. So what did we want to achieve with this session? You know, I, if, if you go into something um, and you haven't specifically defined, I suppose, the purpose of that collaboration session, you can sort of go off piste and, and have some fun, but equally you might not produce anything of value. Uh, so yeah, it all depends what you're trying to get out of the collaboration um, and giving everyone the space to to say what they want to say and, and listen to everyone else's uh, point of view. Can I, I can I say I think that's really interesting what you were pointing out there. I think with creativity and collaboration it is a journey. You know you there is always a start point and then an end shared goal. But actually when you're bringing you know diverse people together with really passionate ideas um, the road to get to where you want to, to go can be really exciting and that's where the magic happens because it's through that collaboration um, in the journey um, can very much determine you know a more successful outcome. That's true and what, what you were answering sorry to the first question uh, made me think about you know that safe space that uh, that has been uh, talked about a lot uh, within a team so when you feel you're in the good environment you are more able to open and to share ideas i think it can be counterproductive to collaboration uh, can't it if i if i take my own personal experience if i think where am i most creative it isn't sitting necessarily at a screen in front of in my normal day-to-day -day environment because i'll often have emails and distractions and things like that Sometimes the more creative is actually stepping away and going for a walk or going for a bike ride where your mind can completely be on task and just kind of roam around all the different ideas and things that you want to to explore without any of those distractions, um, without the urge to want to look at any emails and, and sort and, out any of the problems. And this made me think of Dan's video that I think is, is available on the audience uh, website around how to get more creative. Yeah, Let, yeah. My first video experience. Let's not necessarily go there. Um, <laughs> no, but you, you were you were making me think as well. There's so many things that we do um, without thinking about them sometimes. So it's just bringing back like good practice. So if you're going to have a collaboration session with someone, you want to sow the seeds beforehand. So you're talking about your best thinking isn't done sat at your well, not necessarily your best thinking, forgive me, but your most creative um, isn't necessarily done when you're sat sort of looking at a screen. Likewise, if you just come into it, like we're going to collaborate now. Oh my goodness. And then information is shared with you and you have to sort of almost perform. It's it, it, it's quite often very counterproductive whereas if you say right tomorrow or in two three days we're going to have this session and we're going to talk about this and we're going to see what we can get out of it those sort of seeds you know can germinate in your mind while you're out you know walking the dog or you know taking a shower or whatever it is and suddenly the pressure's not there to perform and yeah then when you do sit down you can have an incredibly productive session and that totally relates to what you were just saying before, this kind of structure that is needed around collaboration. So 
if you if you're planning for a session, if you if you want to bring different minds together, um, you will need to potentially set expectation at the start. So potentially sharing an agenda, sharing the goal of, of the session, what and what the, is the, the desired outcome. Otherwise, people can be um, cannot know exactly what is expected from them. So I think that's a good point. Yeah. Well, but also on the informal side, you've got the again another day to day this is just what we do kind of approach which is like with the team that we i've got these two or three ideas this one isn't fully resolved i'm not sure how i can make this work what do you think oh well i think this this and this that doesn't need any preparation it's just there in the moment and you have a look and then you work together so collaboration needn't be this grand let's bring 20 people down to brainstorm it can be one-on-one -on -one, it can be five minutes you know a five minute collaboration can be almost as productive as, as say a, a, a 50 person brainstorm not that i could possibly manage 50 people in a brainstorm but um <laughs> you, you get the idea and i think what you're uh sort of just to um build on your point there dan i think it is really about adopting a collaborative mindset Collaboration isn't a let's tomorrow be collaborative or let's, um, uh, you know, let's create space to it's it's not an add on to what we do and, and creating more uh, sort of time to our very busy days. It's about saying, actually, at this point, I'd love to get more viewpoints or more perspectives and more you know, um, tap into further expertise. So like you said, whether that's a quick five minute collaborative on an idea or whether it's actually uh, on a bigger project, I want to get, you know, 10 great minds together. It is just a matter of adopting that into our everyday so that we think collaboratively or think this is something that we can um, do at any point. Yeah, putting it into the everyday. It, it just reminds me of one of the courses we do on, on habits. Um, but it is, it's a habit and you either get into it or, or you don't. Um, and sometimes you need to work at establishing good habits. And and it, it's, it, yeah, once it's part of your way of working, um, you can, you know, use that like any tool in your toolbox and, and really benefit from it. Thank you for this great conversation. I have one last question for each of you. Uh, so as you know, our podcast name is message received so what message do you wish our audience will take away from this conversation today elaine do you want to go first uh yeah um well creative creativity and collaboration i'd say there's they've got a symbiotic relationship really and um so my message would be be creative with your collaboration and let your collaboration spark your creativity very nice dan Ooh, that's a hard one to, yeah, <laughs> to follow yeah there's no way i can follow that i mean for, for me it's always been the same it's like let everyone's voice be heard you know it, you, you you're not the only one who can be creative when when you're in a team let everyone's voice be heard i love that thank you very much for joining our podcast today and have a great day thank you thank you very much Thank you for listening. If you've loved this episode of Message Receive, please follow and come back for the next episode how a HR expert approaches collaboration, communication, and employee engagement with Tim Ferguson and special guest Rocky Esguera.